This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining the Tohunenbach podcast starring me, your host, Nathaniel Witto, Will, Tom, and Ant, and proudly sponsored by Six Yards Out and Old Zoological Bar in Hull. So, um, I mean, we were discussing before this that the three of you aren't very excited for this after a another dull city performance. That's the title of the episode, Firing Blanks Up Front. We're, we're not really scoring any goals, or at least in any great number. I mean, perhaps it's a bit harsh because we have scored in the... Is it three or four previous games before uh, the 0-0 draw against Rotherham? But uh, yeah, I mean, how are you guys doing? And um, ho- hopefully we can have a nice enthusiastic chat because um, at the moment it seems I'm the only one that's excited for this. It's just going to be, we're all going to be saying the same things as we've said for the last few weeks is the problem. There's nothing really uh, different. Yeah. I'm still wondering how Urzan managed to hit the bar from like two yards out. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm still wondering how uh, Longman. Well, I'm not wondering why how oh, Longman no, no, didn't no. score because I mean, as we were doing in the research before the game, uh, Johansson, the Rotherham goalkeeper, is perhaps the best goalkeeper in the division. So when you look at it that way, uh, you know, Longman had his work cut out, so it's not his fault. Um, so yeah, I mean, generally, uh, I went to the game. I thought that it was probably better performance. Then against Preston, which was also a, a, a scoreless draw at home. Um, and we did have those chances with Longman and Tufan hitting the bar. So I don't think it was awful, but it certainly wasn't ideal. So, um, Will, give me your general thoughts on the game. Um, frustrating is the correct word, I think. Because um, City 
I don't think they played great, but the fact that they didn't win with the chances they had was ridiculous. Hmm. Simply yeah. put. But then we, we've had that in the last few games as well. Um, well, you see, in Coventry, we had a few chances that we, we could have scored and, and Burnley. So, Tom, do you think, was it a poor display or did we just not take our chances? What, what, I felt... what, what went wrong? I think fans are over-exaggerated about the performance somewhat and some people yeah, saying Rossini are out. That, that's, that, that sums it up, really. But I think when you play like a possession-based style against a lower block, you've got to move the ball quicker. You've got to have a bit more agency about it. I just felt that there's very few players on the pitch that like that agency. Um, and, that, and, that, and obviously, in order to get past the lower block, you've got to sort of move the ball quicker. And that's where we sort of lacked. And, you know, Will said there, the chances we had, we should be winning the game. But it was one of those days, and and when when you you are struggling for goals, that 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 set that, that normally happens, and you know we're set, set with the injuries we've got. You know we don't really have anyone in the team apart from the likes of Oscar Teddy, and um, obviously when Connie was playing, that can find the back of the net. Unfortunately, you know it speaks volumes. I think is Jacob Grease our still our second top scorer. I think he is. I think it's or he might mm. be third top well, scorer, but third. still. Yeah, hmm. a centre back shouldn't be that high up on the goal scoring list, and that that just yeah. well centre back left back now. But yeah, it's, you know it was very like well said, very frustrating, and it doesn't really give you much hope going into the Sunderland game. You know, given hmm. you know how strong they are at home and the fact that you know they have more to play for. You know, sort of going going to the you know towards the playoffs. So it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, we had sixty eight percent possession. Um, but not really many shots. So, and um, we should be doing with that amount of the ball, shouldn't we? We did have quite a few shots. We had fourteen shots, didn't we? It was just the one on target is the problem. Mm. Which was so, Longman's shot. Yeah, which was Longman's shot. Got, one on had one. Something then. You know, but it's 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 one of these things that obviously, like like Tom just mentioned there about some of the fans where they're getting on Rosini's back, and you know, Rosini can't physically put the ball on the back of the net. You know, we, we've got the tools, we've got the system, we've got the performance at the minute that merits us putting the ball in the back of the net. We just, at the minute, because I, I, I honestly think if you had an Oscar or a Tete or a Connolly on the pitch in that game, we win 2 or 3 nil. You know, some of the chances yeah. that were created, sometimes some of the positions we found ourselves in, I mean, I think just the repetitive cycle of that game was get the ball out wide, get into a promising position, get to the byline, cut it in defender cleared it we just could never ever find a player in the box and it's because we don't have that natural striker on the pitch there wasn't anybody in that position to pick the ball up and then when the ball did come to somebody in a good chance they missed so you know it's the the problem that that's been our problem all season they're just not we haven't got a team of ruthless finishers oscar is is the closest we've got to that it was always in the right place at the right time but we're missing Oscar and we're going to be missing him again yeah. for the Sutherland game. So, you know, where do these goals come from yeah. is the problem without any of these strikers. That's what yeah. I just, I just try and figure out. I just think when you're, when you're playing a team like Rotherham that are sitting back, you've got to go more direct. You've got to play them, you know, how, you know, like got to scope against them more. You, you can't just pass the ball around at the back and start, once you start passing the ball around the back, you know, Rotherham already back in shape. I felt that there was time, like obviously because Rotherham are committing that many men forward and they're happy for a point. We, we should just be more direct, but then there's the problem. We don't really have anyone to play up to, like with no Teddy, no Oscar. That that's the issue. You can't you're playing up to Longman, who you know, is not very good at holding up the ball. And, you know, that, that was our issue really. We weren't able to make it stick up front a lot of the time. Um, but with the likes of Teddy and Oscar, you would have been able to and, and obviously if we had Conley in as well, he's someone that can stretch the defence and he's someone that would have would have you know sort of probably done well against Rotherham 
because you know in order to sort of break past a defense like that you've got to get in behind more and that's that's where we struggled really and one player that sort of did play well was Triore I felt he had a, a fantastic game like he, he's someone that can make them like splitting edge passes he, he finds yeah. a space on a striker he's you know that's his that's his game and I think if you've got the runners coming off him he's got the, he's got the quality to find them it's just that we haven't had the runners really and Hopefully, when we get some of our attacking players back, but I think is is Esther Pinga back for Millwall or is, is that too soon? I think one player's back. I think he said Connolly's back on the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Connolly. So hopefully, we see Connolly against Millwall. But yeah, it's, I just like I um, I just want us to sort of experiment more, sort of mm. towards the end of the season, like maybe change the system up a bit, maybe go three at the back, see how we do with that. And because right now it just feels like we're playing the sort of same football, and you know this should be a time where like you know relatively safe we should be sort of experimenting and sort of you know trying to put in these performances that can you know get the supporters on seats you know what i mean but yeah mm. i think the the some of the issue that um sort of builds on your point is that we're not taking enough risks i saw lots of people say that the uh, seniors sort of coach the risk out of the team and you could sort of see that against 10 men at the very end we're still doing the sort of we weren't really just lumping it maybe the last few minutes we were but we had a well, 15 minutes and um, we were still playing that sort of methodical passing football and uh, that means we're not conceding as many goals. I mean, I've said this the last few weeks, but up front, um, if you don't, uh, I mean, you need chaos up front sometimes to score where it bounces off yeah. someone. You just need to, you know, um, have the defence that you're attacking disorganised and panicked and we're not really doing that enough. We're not really putting, you know, just threatening enough. Um, and you know the one shot on target. We're we're controlling these games. Did um, we did we have risk before Rosinia come in? Uh, did did we have risk defensively? Under we did. Jota? Yeah, defensively yeah. we had loads of risk before Rosinia yeah, came in. Defensively, we, we were very risky under Shotter. Yeah. But in a, in an offensive sense, if we actually been a, been a side that takes, it's many not risks, much different, really. Have, yeah, no. Mm. I mean, the, the the problem is with Rosinia's style of play. And, and 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 as we've alluded to in the past, there's fans of teams that, that incorporate a similar style in Borough, Burnley. It's teams that are doing it in a very successful fashion. There are still fans that just don't like it. The, you know, you, you, the same way that if we incorporated, you know, a, a, a direct four four two like what Deitch would, there'd be a lot of fans that didn't like that. Unfortunately, with 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 tactical systems, there's going to be people that aren't fans of it. I think the problem is, is like we say, when we're against the side, because. Another thing we've alluded to on here many times, when a side comes to us and just defends, we can't break them down. And I think the frustration comes in those games when, like Tom said, we we, we, we need to sort of switch it up a bit. Um, and I think this is the... We, we, we're easy to forget, Rosini is brand new to management. And this mm. is all stuff that he'll learn and adapt to his system. He's obviously come in and said, I want to have a specific style of player that I'm going to incorporate wherever I am. And he's going to be stubborn with that. But he'll learn now, I think, that as it goes on, you need to have a bit of wiggle room in the way you play and, and, and change it up, it, 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 especially in terms of intensity. Because, like we say, Rotherham were there for the taking. They were dire. They had, they had four shots all game, zero on target. They didn't even look like they wanted to score. Hmm. So the fact that they came away with anything from that game was just, you know, a, 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 an absolute shambles on our, from our perspective. So sometimes we do need players to maybe take... A bit of responsibility in the game. Look at your your Traores, your two fans, uh, Aliars. Someone's got to say right. Something's got to change here, and and try and you know 
spearhead some different um, approaches to, to getting the ball in the box and create chances. But yeah. we've got a very young team and, and we've also had a lot of players out with long-term injuries that are coming back and trying to find momentum and they can't. And, it, you know, we keep coming back to injuries, but it has been a season blighted by injuries all the time. So it's just, you know, maybe we just write the season off and just hope the next season it's a bit different. I think when you look at a team like Burnley, they've got like a, a forward line in sort of Ashley Barnes and Jay Rodriguez that have experienced of being there, done that. The, their younger players like Nathan Teller who come on, on loan from Southampton has them two to learn off. Whereas we, our forward line is relatively young. We've got Oscar, I think, 26, Teddy's 25. Mm-hmm. You know, Malcolm's come in I've in that team. Here before. Yeah, and they've not played in the league before. You, you need, to, I think, in the summer we have to be targeting sort of players that have done it in this in this league before. You know, some you know, even Premier League players as well can get in on loan. I think mm-hmm. you know the, who we've got on the weekend. Some of them there did some good work in the loan market. You know, bringing in like Ahmed Diallo from Man United. free or available from Norwich? I mean, I don't think old. Fits that for a mold, does he? In mm. transfer, no, he's more, he's more like a he's he's he plays like Oscar, he's like a percher. Oscar, Oscar's like a percher as well, but where yeah. yeah, we don't need a percher, that's the thing. creative yeah. striker, perhaps, um, to, yeah. be, to make their own chances. Because really, yeah. for the strikers, I mean, I guess Tufan and Longman were up front and they had big chances, but uh, didn't really feel like they had a, a whole load of service that the wingers and the fullbacks get a lot. But the amount of chances that really creates for the strikers this season. Uh, it's quite limiting, and, uh, yeah, and the fact that Oscar's got so many goals, it's just because he's got that that knack. Yeah, what we need is someone like Victor Jokeres. Is what we need someone like someone that good. sort of player. He's someone that can actually creates chances for themselves as well. That's what Abel Hernandez yeah. used to do when, when, when uh, in our promotion yeah. season. Like Abel Hernandez, that goal against Burnley, where he he got the ball in the channel, cut inside, and whipped it top well, bottom corner. Like mm-hmm. these are the sort of if you want to. Get, get promoted or challenge for the playoffs. You need these sort of players that, that can grab the game by the scruff of the neck. We had it when we got promoted in 2012, uh, Robert Corrin scoring a screamer. Like that that was crying out for Robert Corrin that game against Rotherham. Like just the moment of brilliance out of nothing. Um, and unfortunately, this season, although we've got players that can, uh, that have sort of threatened to produce that quality, like two fan, you know, try always come back in now. They haven't done it on a regular basis. And that's, that's where they need to improve next season if we are to sort of push up the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did we all agree on the red card? Because uh, I mean, it's uh, is it the third time this season? I mean, at least in home I games, would, we've had a I red would, card. Way rather have a penalty. Been, I would rather it have been like a couple of inches further forward and a yellow card yeah. and a penalty. Yeah, because um, I do think though, keeper should have been sent off very early on. Yeah, you handballed it outside the box. Yeah, well, outside the box. Yeah. Well, I saw that, but uh, I haven't looked back at it, but. It was outside, was it? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was always difficult to to um to see you though. It's one of the, it's one of those where oh it's early in the game, the ref's a bit more lenient. Yeah, it's hard it? Yeah. It's like if, if that happened I don't know if it would have made a difference if that obviously the challenge on trial would happen early on the game. I think it's a red card either way, but it's yeah, one of the examples where yeah, I think a lot it. of the I think a lot of the big decisions in the game the ref actually bottled. I think he had a quite quite a poor game in the sense of the big calls. Obviously, the red card won it, but he couldn't not give a red for that. So you know he, he couldn't exactly. Oh, yeah. tell. I think the thing is as well, we, we all turned around where we were sat, and, and as soon as he showed the red card, we knew it was game over because we were never going to score. And they, as soon as that they got the red the card, that was it. They, they were sitting. They were sitting back. 
they weren't going to take any risks whatsoever. Not that they did yeah. anyway, but even unless worse. that free kick had gone in, unless yeah. that free kick had gone in, yeah, yeah, that was a waste. I don't know why two fans didn't take that. It seemed more suited for a right footer. I don't know why one of them didn't pass it across to Seri, who was stood right in the middle mm-hmm. of the. I would have let Traore take that because I think Traore's scored some free kicks. Didn't we take like pretty much all but one set piece short and then it it barely... um, We took a few uh, shots. Yeah, I I always find that very frustrating. I mean, it's it's very difficult to score from set pieces anyway. Um, But yeah, I I said basically this season... I think it's just Liam's trying out stuff on the training pitch and he wants to see how it works on the field, really. Mm. Yeah, well, I suppose that's the sort of chaos you want, an opportunity to score a goal, take it short and try something new. So I guess it's not that bad. But uh, yeah, it, it is very frustrating that it's been, is it Huddersfield, Blackpool, Sunderland, both running games, this one, maybe some others where we've had lots of the ball and uh, we, we can't really convert that into chances. Um, whereas mm. we've done a bit better, at least early on in Racina's reign, um, away from home. Um, Harry Vaughan has apparently been in the, uh, or sort of given a sort of ceremony that he's now part of the official squad. He's got a, a spot in the um, uh, match day team or um, in the uh, dressing room now um, with his own cupboard or whatever they call it. What, what, closet? Cupboard. Like metal flap thing where you can put the boots in behind it, that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, so I guess that's exciting. Maybe, you know, trying out some of these young players will be perhaps a bit of intensity that we need. I think he'd have come on. I think he would have been winning to come on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he should have come on anyway, because didn't we use one substitution? We used one sub all game. Yeah. And then, I mean, that doesn't really... We don't have many options on that's the bench. That's sure fair. To, they don't have to be fair. fair. The, the people on the bench, if, if we're drawing no. all the others over them. And he's looking at the bench and he's thinking, well, yeah. what have I got here? Like, we didn't really I have... Mean, I was so surprised well, I just think on. the bench wasn't more offensive than the players we had on the pitch, was it? So, it you know, you're, taking, you're looking at the likes of Ebuwe, Aliar, um, you know, are you going to take them off for Doherty to try and score a goal? Probably not. You know, like, Doc's the kind of player you want to you want to bring on to bring energy rather than goals. So, I don't know. It's tough at the moment, isn't it, without any real attackers. But... Back on Harry Vaughan, I think he's quite exciting because I'm not going to pretend to know anything about him, but Gabe Sutton says he's a very promising player and, and a lot of the Oldham, is it Oldham fans? That he, Oldham yeah, that's where I came from. Right? Yeah, we signed they, him they, very they, recently. They, yeah, they, they, we signed him in January, didn't we? But they, they raved about him and, and he's apparently very high energy. Um, they, 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 he was basically their star boy kind of thing. So mm. the fact that he's come to us is, is quite exciting and it's good because it's showing that we've still got faith in the youth and we're trying to bring players through that in similar vein and, and mould to the likes of KLP and Greaves and players like that that we want to bring through the academy and into the starting eleven and hopefully make us a lot of money in the future to, to try and keep that model going. Mm. Having not seen him play ever, I get George Honeyman vibes off him because he's uh, a tech midfielder and he's short. I suppose mm. it could be Dan Crowley vibes as well. Hopefully he turns out a bit more oh, like Honeyman than, than Crowley. Although... He's tearing it up at Cheltenham uh, with Umar Nias, so good for him. Uh, Nias is doing very poorly, though. Uh, and then, of course, the other young player we could see bring in, um, of course, is Hines, but uh, is it Jim Sims uh, who's yeah. been screwing yeah. up another another one from Oldham, was it? Did he come from Oldham initially? Or, or um, yeah, um, Rochdale, I think. It, maybe it was Rochdale. Yeah, I think it was Rochdale. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's a problem forward. Yeah, but unfortunately, he's injured. 
if you've got someone in, in the like Cumulus Potter when he came into the team, he was banging in the goals and he sort mm. of started off his city career on fire as well. And I think that that's it's unfortunate he is injured because I'd I'd love to see him get a chance. You know, sort of, you know, yeah. these last seven games, like you know, may as well just experiment with these young players and you know the fact that we don't have a striker that's fit right now, you know, gives him that opportunity and you know, sort of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think who is going to play up front is definitely a debate we can have um, quite soon because pretty much all our proper recognised strikers are injured. Um, but there was that uh, terrible article by The Sun saying that uh, Rossinho was perhaps going to be you know, sacked and replaced by a Portuguese manager and uh, Ajahn uh, and, and Tan rightly came out and said that's complete nonsense. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's been a few poor results at one win in nine now, but there are signs of improvement, at least from the shorter rain. And um, I think seeing him get proper summer with the uh, sensible targets um, that we are apparently going to be chasing in, in the summer, I think we're all still on board with Rosinha, very much so, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I think with that situation, I think it shows how far the club's come since Adrian and Tan's come in. You know, the fact that they're defending the club, I think you'd in the past would see sort of articles written like that. And, the Alums wouldn't have wouldn't have commented at all, and then then you sat you sat there wondering because if they didn't say anything, they I know it's from the sun, and we probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. But some people would have probably think you know he is on it on his way out. But the fact that you know Tans come out and said, look, you know the the the, the false claims, um, then that, that that sort of gives me hope that he's going to be here a while, hopefully. And I, I want to see him get someone like he said and bringing his own players because you know, I know he's had the January, but I think he needs a full summer to sort of bring in. A couple Definitely. of key signings to sort of blend into the sort of possession-based style that he wants, and that could be the, the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that we've we've improved so much defensively. You know, you meant to build up on the back. I think in the summer that that's where we need to sort of target some more forward players and well mid- midfielders as well. Sort mm-hmm. of get a bit more quality in there. It just yeah. wouldn't make sense for 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 any any part of the article to be true because they've brought him in because one. Obviously, the the results and performances under Shotter were just just not sustainable. We'd have got relegated. Um, but two, he's come in and he, he's inherited somebody else's team. He didn't spend any money in January, I believe. They were just all loans. Um, so you know, he's, he's trying to incorporate a system, obviously with a squad of players that aren't fit enough to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, he's been absolutely ravaged by injuries since he's come in. I can imagine he's ragging his hair out at the minute that he's got no strikers because. You know, at a time where there's a lot of pressure on the fact that we're not scoring goals and he, he, he can't really turn to anybody. Even his youth strikers are injured to bring on. So, you know, it, it's, it's been a frustrating season for him as it has for us. And Adjun will see all these sort of, you know, mitigating circumstances to why we're not getting the goals and, and, and the performance. No, well, the performances have been there. I mean, I think that's the difference, isn't it? Under Shotter, we were just terrible. In, you know, in every way. We, we weren't in the game at all. We'd concede early on, and that would be it. We'd we'd go and roll over and concede another two or three. But under Rosinia, we're in the game from the first minute to the last to the last minute. We might not score the goals that we probably deserve, but like we say, he had to come in and turn the worst defense in the league into something else. And and we've got now the fourth or fifth best defense in the in the division since um, the World Cup break. So you've got to give him credit in that sense, yeah. and then you've got to hope that in the summer, like Tom said full pre-season, get the players up to the fitness levels that we need, bring in some of the players that he thinks he needs for this system to work and see what we're all about next year. Like, I, I can't understand why 
there's any form of negativity towards Brazil. Yes, OK, maybe he should be a bit more proactive in the games, such as Rotherham, where we, we needed a bit more intensity towards the end. But like we say, he can only do so much from the touchline. The players have got to go out there and incorporate it. Now, I would question yeah. that we've not got many leaders on that pitch. I mean, there's a lot of players that are, are quite yeah. easy to sh- shake responsibility to somebody else. But when it when it comes to next season, he, he'll know exactly what we need. He's got enough time now with that squad that he can sit there and say in summer, he's not going to work. We need to get rid of him, but we need to bring <coughs> him into this position. And that's for this reason. This player will bring the best out of him, etc. And then we'll see what we're all about next season. You've got why are we optimistic about next year? I don't understand why. I'm not. I'm optimistic. I think. Yeah, I, I. I think when you look at our squad, it's too nice. You look at the Sheffield United. The, the, their, their their squad's laced with like hard men that they're gonna put the body on the line. I think we need some more sort of shit houses in there that are gonna yeah, yeah, we need the opposition. Yeah, we you know, need more Aaron Connolly. Exactly. Yeah. What and it's like it's like obviously when Teddy got sent off against Sheffield United and. Well, you know, his incident with McBain, he wanted more players to get in there and sort of stand up to him. But, um, you know, you need some more sort of players that are going to share responsibility. And that's, that's a lot of our players this season, unfortunately, have shared responsibility and, you know, they've not put in the performances. In. And th- that next season, we need a bit more competition. We need our players to stay fit first and foremost. Then we need a bit more competition. And, and that should hopefully bring the best out of the whole squad. Like, you know, right now, you, you look at the, your team, you've got, Longman playing, and if he's thinking, look, I don't have to play that well because who's was going to come in for me right now? Players are injured, so it's, it's it's that situation. Well, I think some people say Longman thinks that all the time. I wouldn't because he's, you know, I know he's doing his best, uh, bless him. But uh, yeah, I think maybe some of it's just more that a lot of the games have been low scoring or, or, or they've been draws. Um, I mean, we've had four nil nils, not that many. Um, in the tenure, but we've had nine clean sheets in is it 21 games. I guess maybe if Oscar and Pelkas and Connolly and all of those players were here and scoring lots of goals and entertaining score draws, maybe we'd be just a bit more enthused but because it's sort of frustrating when you when you don't score, especially in a home game against Rotherham. Uh, it can get a bit frustrating. But uh, I mean, I think that was probably, we're getting to the point now where we're seventh <coughs> in the league. Um, you know, even top half's looking a little difficult. Uh, I guess we deserve to be 17th for that performance, uh, which is a shame because we started with seniors uh, reign very well. I disagree. But I think, I, I think the league out. position makes us look worse than we are, and it's really annoying. Hmm. We're not a 17th place side. Well, no, but yeah, we're not, the way we're if looking we can't at beat these teams. Not, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. The thing is, you look back at, Let's say if, if under Rosini's reign, if we'd scored maybe one more goal in even half of those games, we'd probably be in the playoff race right now. Oh, it's... In the top in eight. Just one if, goal. If you had balls, you'd be on goal. It's one of them situations, isn't it? But... Every time he says, like, I think he came out in an interview, didn't he, and said, it's so frustrating because we are nearly where we want to be. And he's right. We, we, yeah, we just so yeah, one so goal in these games, and it's completely different outlook on the season. People are looking too much at the points and the, the, the results rather than like what he's trying to do. And I think that's what the frustrating thing is probably for him as well. You can you can start to yeah. sense it now, I think, in some of his interviews because he's constantly asked about his style, his style of play and, and everything like that. And I'm just thinking, his style of play works. We just don't yeah. have the players at the minute to do it. Yeah, That's the problem. You're not going to change his style. That's, that's, that's how he is. No. That's his identity. But I think it, this you know, stage of the season, 
Like he could probably experiment a bit more with different formations, not necessarily the style. I think that that's the frustrating thing. I think from an outside perspective, I'm not a manager, but I think we've got the players to play three at the back system. And I know we're not going to play that, but you know, you look at McGaw, Quinn Jones, and Greaves as a back three, and then you've got the wing backs. You could even play Ali as a left wing back. It's, it's a good plan B. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, when you're losing a game or something, go for it at the back or push, get your wingers pushed up high. And you know, right now it's like you know when when we're when we're drawing against Robin nil nil, we're our fullbacks aren't really obviously Greaves overlaps, but you, you know, Louis Cole's not someone that's gonna on the other side sort of get you know get high up you know regularly like Chris. I don't was, know. Kyle yeah. Kyle was the one who created a lot of the chances against Rotherham. Kyle yeah. did more than everyone. Yeah. Okay. Attacking yeah. Mm. Ripping balls into the box, yeah. yeah. Everybody's a bit slow on the ball because he always wants to slow it down and beat his man. And you know, if that comes off, it's good. And yeah, if he not, just he slows just it down, get on with it. Yeah. Carl got to the byline a few times, didn't he? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's been good to be fair since he's come back in. You know, people, you know, had the criticisms of him, but you know, it's putting these sort of captive performances to be fair. Like, but it's just a shame that you know the rest of the team aren't really following. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have a few more of these conversations uh, again. It's, it's very frustrating at the moment with them sort of, we're just not quite getting the results that, you know, just having the season to end now. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because we're not going to get promoted and we're not going to go down. It, start, it is the start we had on the, on the shots of season off, fancy. Yeah, absolutely. Because we were dire and it didn't really get a whole lot better until a few games into, you know, December sort of time. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, I guess there is some exciting or not exciting transfer news to talk about that Timothy Lotutala has gone on uh, basically on holiday to Stevenage for a week. I'm not <laughs> sure if he's going to be playing because it's an emergency loan. I don't know if he's just there to be on the bench or to play, but good hey. luck to him. I hope he has a lovely time. Ingram went out on a major season last season, didn't he? Because they didn't have any keepers yeah. at all at Lewis. He got to play in the you know championship playoffs. That's pretty fun. Whereas to yeah, me- emergency probably... loans are for that reason, though, aren't they? If you've got no one, to... he's either going yeah. to go to be on the bench or to start. So, I mean, yeah. it's I'd like him to play because I want to see what he's all about. Um, a few people have said positive stuff about him from when they watched him play on the Turkey holiday, but he's a France under twenty one goalkeeper, so he's got to have something yeah. about him, hasn't he? Um, he's got a pedigree yeah. I'm sure I saw a Stevenage fan say somewhere on Twitter that he's their seventh goalkeeper this season so they must be having Jesus a sorry goalkeeper in that's got to be a record that that's got to be a record that is but, us with strikers they yeah. might have been they might have been exaggerating but 
using youth keepers and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe this isn't their first emergency loan of the season. Because, uh, of course, Ingram's was just at the very end. Maybe this has been a, a long-time thing. Uh, so the next game is up against Sunderland. Now, um, I think, Tom, did you say Sunderland are good at home? Uh, I don't think they are. Um, so I'm going to no, embarrass I, I don't really. They're, I think they were 17th maybe in the home table. We're better away yeah. from home than they are at home. So that's pretty good. Um, that's I know not how lost. that works, Nathaniel. Well, no. No, it doesn't. But we're, we're awful at Sunderland, though. When was, I think last yeah, time we'll was Gaston Ramirez. Was it Gaston Ramirez scored 2014? Yeah. yeah. It was December, like December or 1st of January. Boxing Day, Boxing Day it was, yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's that's a long time ago now. Nine years. I actually think if you look at our head to head, though, I think I think they've, they've not beaten us that often in in the long overall. Time. It's okay, it's more positive, but at, at Sunderland itself, it's not yeah. the best. Tremendous quietness every single time when we go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think this game's on Sky. Last time we were on Sky at Sunderland, it was one one. Reese Burke scored in the League One season, so I wouldn't mind another draw. Um, they're sort of middling as well. <laughs> They, they have striker issues. Um, well, Ellis Sims has come back to Everton. He was on loan there. Um, and um, is it uh, Stewart? Ten goals in fair Yeah, but he's injured as well, isn't he? Again? Yeah. Or he had to yeah. come back and he's got injured again. So let's look at the combined lineup. And then oh, and you know, <laughs> absolutely living. Shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Oh, yes. of, well, of course, Longman's not front. Of course, he is. I called so, it. I called for, it. For our dear listeners, um, it's the Sunderland goalkeeper, Patterson and goal. He's got 12 clean sheets. That's towards the upper end. Greaves, McLaughlin, Jones, standard. Oh, Lyndon, Gooch. Or Greaves left back because you have to play McLaughlin. Uh, Gooch uh, has been playing uh, fullback for, for Sunderland this season. Uh, Seri and Traore. Then Alex Pritchard. Jack Clark and Diallo for Sunderland. Um the thing was, do I put Diallo as a winger for Sunderland? I have because the the only fit striker between Sunderland and City that you know, well, there, there are only two. One's Longman with two goals this season. The other is <laughs> the other play. The other is on loan from Leeds, and he's only got the one goal this season. So I'm not going to put I'd him on Gilhart. So of course I put Longman up, but at least we get this fantastic content where you all get to say how biased I am. So. Go ahead. Joe Geldart should be in there. Perhaps. I, I would actually put forward um, that Dan Neal to be in above Traore as well. I know Traore has been playing really well lately, but Dan Neal's done it all season and I think yeah. he's a really good player. I'd I was thinking about that. Good shout. Good shout, shout and uh, no, not abusive at all. So And, and probably O'Neill in any of the back four places somewhere where every, I know he plays pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I'd, 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 yeah play some Greece to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really. I think the issue with this one is that, uh, well, I, w- I was sort of struggling to find any players that were in good form for either team, to be honest. I think the ratio so, of players should be six Sunderland, five City, probably. Yeah, I think it, it was, wasn't it? it was around maybe, there, maybe it was. But, uh, yes. Jones and McLaughlin, they're always the first on the team sheet for me. So uh, Sunderland, we're playing them uh, Friday evening. Uh, Will, how do you see this one going? Because we're. Well, I think both teams have a sort of a, 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 a dip in form at this moment of the season. Um, like I say, well, City will probably 
Well, no, well, no, neither side has got much striking options, as, as was made clear by that. Um, but uh, it'll probably, I'd like to say it'll probably be a low scoring effort. Um, but now I've said that, it'll probably be 4 3 to one of the sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could well Hopefully be. Us. I mean, I doubt well, it. I won't go against it being against us. Well, it depends how superstitious you are, because of course we won the last time we were on Sky against all the odds. So the Sky Curse is probably going to come back. Sky Curse is a load of bollocks, let's be honest. Well, well of course. Honest. Of course it is. But uh, what else have we got to talk about? So, uh, Tom, uh, Stadium of the Light, how do you see it going? Yeah, a low scoring. I don't really see what should be, what should be a 4-3 game now, but I just think both sides come into it struggling to score goals. Maybe, maybe this maybe this game's where both sides light, 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 light up the game and light up the stadium light a few, few goals, but nah. Mm-hmm. I don't see it personally, but... Good I think, word play. I think uh, Tony Mowbray, he's, he's, a bit, he's another possession-based style manager, so I think could see a good game. Um, I think it's one of them where we might have to bide our time. If they'd like to keep the ball, I think we've got to, you know, we've got, like I've said previously, we've got the players to sort of hit one on the counter-attack. It's just, have we, have we, are we going to be, um, I think we've got to sort of commit bodies forward. Uh, you know, no point sitting back. I think we've just got to take, it to, take the game to them. Um, what what yeah. changes should we have to the lineup? Because I think perhaps a change in approach, given that it didn't again work against Rotherham, could be in order here. And what me. changes could we make? Or you? Yeah. I'd do. I'd go through at the back to be fair. But if that was me, but I know what happened. But maybe experiment. Mm-hmm. No, like, I think, you're, I think I your think... only problem with the three at the back is is you lose too much in midfield, don't you? You, you, yeah, you, you'd have to, you'd only have to have two in the middle, and and, and that means if Seri plays, it means you've not got much mobility. Um, but then you've, well, that's what we've been playing recently, anyway. Really, like two midfield with a try or a head in it. But mm. um, I think with a three at the back as well, if if you played it, obviously Sun's danger danger man, obviously Jack Clark, Diallo as well, and someone else. I think I can't think right now. But um, I think if you play three at the back, you've got that extra protection with the the, the wide centre backs, and then you've got the two wing backs tracking back. So from a tactical point of view it could could work, but I think we're seeing it probably stick with a four two three one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well what about you? Who would you start in the game? I probably wouldn't change loads from the Rotherham game. Um I'd probably try Matt Ingram in the Alan Fettis role as the goalkeeper striker though. Mm. Yeah, I mean <laughs> any, anything any change would be, you know, Perhaps a, a good thing just to just to stir things up a bit, take a bit of a risk. Um, um, I think the fur, furthest I'd go is just keep keep the same exact lineup, of course, but uh, put Longman on the wing and Ali are up front. It makes no difference yeah, at yeah. all. But you've got to keep them in I, the I same. Slater, we said I've said for a while that Slater has not, not not been as good as he was sort of when Messini first came in. Maybe that's because he's had to drop deeper with you know, like two fan and Triori playing, but I think. Maybe Docky could start, maybe Simmons as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. that's what I was going to say. Where is yeah. Xavier? What's happened? Yeah, Where's he yeah. gone? We always hear so much about him from a senior that how much he likes him, and then we sign yeah. him permanently, and then he doesn't play. Uh, yeah. So it is a bit of an. Yeah, but it, I think it's because the of the role he plays in the squad and the style of. So he yeah. is. When when you're looking at the squad that you've got, and, and you you usually want two players for each role and position. So unfortunately for Simons, he plays in a similar vein to Seri, who starts. And that's his, that's obviously he's just been a 
the fact that Seri is pretty much a guaranteed starter means that Simons will be on the bench because you can't really play them together as as should. Where, where, which game was it they played together and it didn't really work? Was it Coventry was it, or Red? Bristol away, I think, as well. Bristol away, yeah, it just, it, it, yeah. it, You can't play. It's similar to how you couldn't play Seri and Woods together. They're two similar players and it just didn't work. So, unfortunately for Simons, because Seri's fit, he, he just doesn't start, does he? But it's, this game is just a weird one, isn't it? Because I was on the um, Sunderland Echo one earlier and it's because we've got like no strikers and obviously our defensive record and the fact that Sunderland are at home, it's probably going to be a nil-nil or a one-one-one-nil, something like that. But Sunderland have got a fan, you know, they, they can get the playoffs. If they win this game, this is pretty much... They're still from, yeah, just within a challenge. Yeah, Six from, points from what, so from, have to win them. For other from what they were away. saying to me, this game is pretty much, if they lose it, then it's very unlikely they'll get top six. But if they win, it's on. So these are going to come into this game really wanting to win it. So they're going to come at us, which suits mm. us, as we always know. We don't like it when teams sit back against us, but they're going to come at yeah. us. And I think with the pressure that Rosini has got on him that we're not scoring goals, we're going to go for it. So I think it's going to be a really interesting game where it's probably going to be end-to-end with a lot of players just missing golden chances because they're in a striker on the pitch. <laughs> so it'll probably be another nil-nil, but there'll be a bag ton of chances and it'll be fun, hopefully. Second nil-nil yeah. this time round, though. Yeah, yeah, I probably I would. I don't, I don't know if I would because mm. with, with the not really anything to play for, just go for it. Like, take. Yeah, I was impressed. With it, I'd still take a nil-nil. I was, in, yeah. I was impressed with Sunderland against Burnley. To be fair, the way they played there. Yeah. yeah. But it still doesn't really do us any favours, does it, in the middle, you? No. But then so it doesn't change anything. The old adage is draw away, win at home, isn't it? So you get a draw and another clean sheet. It's still as long as they do as long as they're doing their bit away from home, they can lose every home game, you know. Just uh or or, you know, not beat Rotherham. But you know, look, we we got a, a good point away at Sunderland, so I guess they, we couldn't complain too much. Uh, so I guess um, official match predictions, I'll go to you at first hand. Uh, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Cool, I, I doubt it's going to be... An entertaining 1-1. One, one. Yeah, it's not going to be an entertaining score draw, I don't think, but uh, Tom, what about you? I think I'm going to be the bearer of bad news, 2-1 to Sunderland. Three goals, yeah. are you mad? Yeah, it's three goals, mate. Eric, I'm going to have Eric watching that one. Possibly. And Will, are you going to say 3-0 again? Speaking of three goals, I've I've put myself into this corner now. I'm going to have to keep saying it until it happens. 3-0 Hull City. God, he's going to be waiting Well, uh, because I was in an uh, optimistic mood earlier, I promised um, my family that I'd come on the podcast and say we're going to win 6-1. Um, it was going to be six now, but it's going to be six one just for the just for the realism. So um, unofficially, my actual prediction is going to be a scoreless draw because both team have no strikers. Um, but officially, I, I promised to go six one. Uh, so you know, I wouldn't say no to that. Maybe we could go one better than Stoke. They won five one at the Stadium of Light a few weeks ago. So it's not completely out of the realms of um possibility so like um to, well yeah like he's trying to like justify just incredibly unlikely <laughs> more, more indeed indeed uh longman hat-trick of course in that scenario uh to make it even more unlikely so he's only it's, got two goals all season 
Well, yeah, yeah but it's got more in one game. Then well, I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't complain. Uh, so it's the Easter weekend, and you know, I think uh, the Millwall game could be quite a cracking one. Perhaps um, they're a very good team, and um, that's an Easter pun, by the way. Um, the return of George Honeyman, so he's probably definitely going to score. Um, I mean, I don't know how much we want to cover this one. It's just so far away. It's like four days, is it? Um, they're in pretty good form. They're fifth, ninth in the away table, although maybe that doesn't really mean anything. Shall we just jump straight into the combined lineup? Because I'm, I'm sure you're oh, both. Oh, you made one. This will be interesting. You're right. excited about it. Oh, so this might want this uh, one doesn't have Thumbman in. So uh, I think yeah, just check. I mean, I have one. Why yeah. you put two fan? You put Traore in the other one, but two fan in this one. Yeah. Um, well, my does, explanation. Does Traore have a bad game yeah. against Sunderland? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can see the future, can't he? He can see the future. <laughs> He's going to get injured again against Sunderland. So, Darlow in goal, um, because George Long is the goalkeeper for Millwall, and I can't put him in above Darlow because no. uh, he wasn't that amazing for us. He conceded eight against Wigan. Um, Greaves, McLaughlin, Cresswell, who's a goal-scoring defender for Millwall, uh, Wallace at right-back, Seri, he's always in, Savile, Duncan Watmore, who I didn't know was at Millwall, uh, Fleming can... Pl- so the reason why two fans in... someone you didn't know was there? No, no, no. No, no, I, I didn't know he was at Millwall until I started the research. And then I, I put him in. He's got six goals. goals. Um, so Fleming uh, was definitely going in because he's been one of the best players for Millwall this season. He's got more goals than Oscar this season yeah, um, from midfield. Um, but yeah, I was struggling to find a player to go on the wing. So Honeyman played on the wing the last game, but Tufan's got more goals than him. So I thought I'll put Tufan on the wing with Fleming in the middle. But then I thought uh, Fleming can play on the wing. That's better. So yeah, yeah. this is one. To be honest, is actually one of your better ones. I'll give you that. Well, better. that's two weeks in a row that one of them's been, you know, praised. Yeah. So maybe okay. I am slowly getting better. I am allowed to drop Longman in every now and again. Then perhaps, you know, I and mean, it it balances Only if he got a hat trick the week before. Yeah, well, well, you, you always, know what I've noticed is you always go to four five one formation now. Because he, yeah. he has Seri in that little sit, that little pocket. Yeah. That's exactly what himself. it is. Every, every well, single one. The, 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 the only issue I have there. with that one, as much as it, it's one of your better ones, is if there was any Millwall fans watching this, they're sat, what, are they fourth? And, and, and you've put like only just half of the team Millwall, whereas the vast majority should probably be Millwall, shouldn't it? Yeah, but we're going to beat them. Easy. So, um... <laughs> we're, not, right. we're not a Millwall podcast, so it's all right. We're doing a, we're doing a prediction no. for this as well, Millwall. Of course, of course. I mean, it's before the um, you know, it's in this episode's jurisdiction. It's before next Thursday. So jurisdiction. Yeah, of course. I, I I did think maybe I shouldn't say that word before. Um, I, I did, but I did. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna go nil nil. Yeah. You're, you're really pushing it on the boat. Three nil nils in a row from Nathaniel. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, did I say no? I thought I said we were going to beat Rotherham one nil. You said un- you said officially I'm going to go nil nil, but unofficially six one. Uh oh, six one. And then nil nil. Oh no, this is this this is the prediction for for Millwall. So I'm going to say score is draw. Uh, well, what about you? Because Millwall are uh, a good I mean, a good team. 
obviously, um, my three 0 prediction won't come true for Sunderland. So as a result, I'll have to predict three 0 again for Millwall. Yeah, just keep going until you're right. We're gonna get. Um, three, yeah. we'll, we'll beat Sunderland three 0 now, and you'll be wounded. Yeah. Well, I, I will because it means we'll be Sunderland three 0 gonna. It's gonna be three 0 <laughs> So that'd be a perfect prediction. Um, who hasn't answered? I've lost track. Me and I'm Tom's. the only one who has. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever, so I forgot. Uh, Tom, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go 1 0 to City. 1 0 to City. Yeah. That'd be nice. I mean, Oof. I've I've not seen a score a goal um, live when I've been to the last two games, so it'd be nice. I'm, I'm going to that yeah. one as well, hopefully. 1 0. Yeah, so it'd be nice yeah. to see us actually score a goal. And, and finally, you? Yeah, weirdly, I'm more optimistic about the Millwall game too. I think it's um, one of those, we, we tend to play better against the better sides. We're at home where we, we, we're not really conceding goals at the minute. I think we what five clean sheets in the last six at home and that so one that wasn't with Burnley. So, um, I think it'll be, it'll probably be a really tough game, obviously, because they're going to be chasing down. I'm quite surprised Millwall is still where they are, to be honest. I thought they'd fall off. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1. City will score two goals and beat Millwall 2-1. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, so those are perhaps, well, 6-1 and 3-0, certainly optimistic predictions. But um, again, now that we're talking about two games, what would be a an acceptable amount of points to get from these games? Because I think given that one's away and one's against a, a playoff team, probably two draws, the most boring answer would Maybe, maybe I'd say would the be most likely outcome and the most likely outcome given the, the form of, of all teams. Uh, anyone else think that we really need to sort of start winning a bit more? Um, or maybe that Sun article will be true? Uh, I think uh, what, I obviously one, more, one more win would just see is you know, that could definitely say obviously yeah. nine points above them. We're not going to go down touch mm. but like. Obviously, the teams at the bottom have to win like four or five games, and we have to obviously lose most of them. But yeah, I think one more win that's it 51 points by freak miracle. You don't go down on that, no. You know, and of course, we want to get more points than last season, and we are dragging that out. So, one yeah. win in this next two games would finally, you know, prove that spending all that money in the summer does actually work and improve your team. Yeah. Um, I mean, the problem if we come out of these two games without a win, that's one win in 11. And it starts to look quite concerning, doesn't it? But again, that's just a flat-out stat that makes it look bad, when in reality, the performances haven't actually been that bad. It's just, like we say, we're suffering a bit in the minute. But I do think that one of these, both of these games, he's going to really go for it because he'll be desperate to try and obviously get that stat changed and, and, and get them scoring goals again. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure there was an article out today where the the, I think it was Coyle was saying the players are feeling the pressure now where they're not scoring goals. So, you know, it needs, you don't want to be going for the rest of the season, you know, pretty much goalless and, and finishing as like the lowest scorers in the league or something like that. And, um, you want to, you want to take some momentum into next season. So it's got to start now, hasn't it, really, with the handful of games left. Uh, a win against either Sunderland or Millwall is, is the kind of game that can sort of kickstart a nice end to the season, hopefully. So, I, I would say we need at least four points, realistically, or even just one win, just three, three points, just to get that win again and, and re- sort of reset that stat. 
How yeah. many points are we from last season's total? Well, we're two points because we've got 49 oh, and it was yeah, 51. Three points then. Yeah, yeah. Just to finally, you know, before the next, uh, you know, podcast to get, you know, so I can finally say that we're better than last year. That'd be quite a nice thing. So, Not too tricky. No, no I, and I don't think one win in the next two games is that tricky, is it? Uh, or at least, you know, um, two draws and good goal difference. Although I think our goal difference is, is awful, isn't it? Because the amount of goals we conceded early in the season. It seasons. has been improved recently since Liam came in. Yeah, yeah. But it not was with, the worst in the league. Yeah, not I think with we'll, draws we'll, against We were minus 19 at one point, weren't we? And it's like, is it minus 10 now or something like that? Yeah. It was the worst in the league with shot got sacked. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- that's the thing that uh, City are trying to aim for in the next two games is just finally beat the points total from last season. So hope you've all had a lovely time listening and a uh, lovely time, you know, mostly complaining about my lineups and, and all the other governors I say, Will, Ant and Tom. It's been a delight to talk to you as always. And we'll be back um, probably not with another preview. I've stopped doing those. Who are we playing next week? Is it Blackburn? I think I might know some Blackburn fans. If I'm asked really nicely, then maybe maybe I will do one. Uh, but other than that, I think uh, nothing else to mention, is there? Listen We've to got, the head um, into episode from Monday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Bash. Um, yeah, has anyone, Kirsty, any of us listened to it? Kirsty Lee hosted it. Um was a good episode, actually. I listened to it the other day. It's good. So, yeah, it's good. It's, it's 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 on same channels as us. It's on it's on um, obviously our YouTube channel and it's an audio form, so you can listen to it either way. And it's good, and it's obviously the first episode of what should be a, a long going series. So um, yeah, give if, if you enjoyed it, let her know because then obviously it'll, she'll continue to do it. And, and it's a, it's a good obviously initiative that that we're happy to give some voice to and in, in from the whole city perspective. Um, and I believe uh, Tom, we're, we're we're getting close to the website, aren't we? Yeah, literally, the launch is the, the start of uh, May, so literally, literally a couple of weeks now. So literally, obviously, my mate's building now, he's got a team now, so the process should be quite quick. He's going to share me with me the latest designs, so we've already assembled a team of like 15 writers, so if anyone is interested in writing content when it launches, obviously get in touch with me or obviously Ant and we'll, we'll get you on board. Okay. Well, happy Easter, everyone. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.